नमस्ते सो एज वी हैव सीन सम ऑफ द की प्रोसेसेस एज यू मैंशन जेम्स ऑफ विच सरेंडर इज द बिगनिंग सरेंडर इज द पाथ सरेंडर इज द ग्रैंड कल्मिनेशन वी कैन ऑल्सो सी दैट मैनी ऑफ द एलिमेंट्स ऑफ द ओल्ड योगाज आर देयर ए डिसमेंट इन द माइंड विच कैन डिस्टिंग्विश द ट्रू फ्रॉम द फॉल्स बिगिन्स टू अवेकन क्वाइट अर्ली एज वन सिंसियरली सीक्स टू वॉक द वे along with discernment detachment inner detachment from the surface world of life stepping back seeking for true knowledge and as a result of it an opening of faculties of inspiration revelation all this is part of the gyan yoga if you may say so but here the traditional gyan yoga ends with self knowledge and here it's not just self knowledge but also world knowledge because we have to deal in the with the world and uh, it has to be um the dealing has to be no more based on our ignorant way of dealing with it so as a result of this process sooner or later a mind of light as the mother has and shubhendra has said uh, under the influence of the action of the supramental consciousness which is already active upon earth begins to form uh, begins to emerge rather and with that a new process a new way of understanding and dealing with the world begins so this yoga is not a world shunning asceticism but a re not even a just a reorientation of our life in a new way to the uh, old world it is not even a new conception it is an entirely new kind of knowledge a new understanding which sees at one glance all the forces that we um the creation which impel push us and push human beings to act it brings in a very different way of dealing with them based on uh something which can be called as truth uh understanding so the elements of gyan yoga but taken to its completeness and all comprehensive uh, wisdom begins to awaken obviously it takes time i am saying this in uh, one short sentence <laughs> similarly a new um, not just god knowledge if i may say so but also god love which is the uh, you know the path of bhakti that begins to awaken now here again unlike the traditional bhakti where one is shut inside one's uh, temple or Uh, busy adoring the deity in the heart or in uh, you know outside this love begins to become universalized and one begins to uh, feel um, if the vision develops even see the divine presence in all things so the dealing with creatures becomes so much more easier smoother with no rough edges right now when we deal with uh, human beings there is this uh, ego um uh, front which creates with sharp edges some egos are rounded some are sharp some are very uh, barbed wire so they prick and you know we know what human relations turn into but when we begin to see the divine in others uh, the beauty in others the beauty of the divine the love of the divine uh, we can pierce behind the appearances and true love has a chance of establishing itself upon earth and with that true love comes the gift of harmony comes the joy of relationships and with not just human beings with all the shades of life so this love in this yoga is not just turned to the divine within but universalizes into creation so again we see it's an all comprehensive love similarly uh, the elements of the work karma yoga as we said yesterday is there but uh, here again normally in ordinary karma yoga we do the works dedicated to the divine but the works the choice of works and the uh, 
way of work continues to be our old ignorant way say for example if i am a doctor i continue to prescribe medicines and uh, diagnose uh, understand the client based on the book or the technical knowledge which i have received from my training but inwardly i can free myself of uh, the uh, you know the craving for rewards practice it in a nishkam way uh, through an offering surrender which is which is what traditionally karma yoga is but here again a, with this new kind of knowledge there emerges a new kind of action a right action as it is called and it's difficult to put it in any system or slot so it's no more like i must act this way in a standardized way standardized technique one may still use the medication but it's based on a completely different understanding of uh, of creation of people whom we deal with and even new ways new faculties can come in i have seen so many so often uh, again they can't be put into a system for instance healing expression teaching all these these are of course soft subject easy subjects uh, but even in politics in business a new kind of inner sense can awaken which helps us um, understand what's happening in the world and how we can deal with it and it it applies to all the worlds uh, all the works including bathing including food so everything it's a it's a whole comprehensive package so again here Uh, a, a large field of divine works opens uh, before us again as i said it's a journey but the key point of this journey the first station which we must f- uh, discover and uh, identify with is the psychic being so i don't want to discuss about what are the experiences when one uh, you know identifies with the psychic being and uh, one opens to the overhead planes or when the inner centers open all these things happen in this yoga because the moment the mind reads about these experiences or hears about them mind has a tendency to uh, form those experiences and present it to us uh, equally the vital can trick us by all kinds of visions and voices which are normally considered as as if there is a progress in yoga but the fundamental prog- progress in yoga can be found in in our own subjective being a growing peace as i said an urge for progress a constant state of inner felicity a, an inner joy a, a a an urge to give oneself a, a sense of wideness of a new kind of knowledge which comes in through inspiration revelation intuition that begins to flower this efflorescence is what is the crux of the change not uh, visions and voices which may come that all this is a package so but it's better not to know about these things they should happen spontaneously nor one should seek or hanker after these things because once the psychic door opens then there is a communication between the divine and this nature directly all other means are indirect the divine acts but through the doors of ignorance veils of ignorance that's why the divine action gets distorted in the world but if the psychic door opens then there is a psychic discernment which is different from the buddhi which is which we find in in the gita's yoga uh, by witnessing by the surface mind or the mental consciousness we drawing drawing inwards and upwards uh, that's very useful in the beginning it's one of the first things one should practice but with the psychic being comes a completely new kind of discernment which is like a direct god revelation uh, in in all our actions how are we to know it well there are several ways of knowing it always 
God knowledge brings peace, it brings certitude and one can see it. It's something which grows as one practices, puts into practice. Uh, it's not like it comes written with a label, this is God knowledge and this is not. But invariably peace is a sign that the divine presence is around. Just as joy is a sign that the divine mother's uh, movement is taking place within us. So along with the mind of light, a life of rhythmic force begins to develop. So all these are changes which will take place once the psychic door is open but most important thing is that we no more identify ourselves with the mind life body the surface personality but we know and this is not a mental knowledge we know ourselves as the eternal portion of the eternal a child newborn of the divine mother this is the crux of the whole yoga once this has happened and this may happen at any point it's not like because we don't know what journey we have covered behind us. So, <laughs> while it is true that the whole map is being described, but we may have picked up the thread because it's already 100 years plus of the integral yoga. Uh, nearly 100 years, 1926, if we see that Sri started accepting disciples. So, uh, we don't know uh, where we have been and so sometimes the threads are picked up very early. And more and more I see people much earlier, uh, they end up discovering at least the psychic essence and of course later identifying with the psychic being. So uh, once this happens, then the doors open. Doors open to what Sri calls as the uh, higher planes of consciousness, spiritualization, meaning thereby we come in contact with higher and higher modes or ways or levels of the mind. And this is known, known as ascent. Now ascent doesn't mean that consciousness comes out of the body and ascends. Now, it consciousness may come out of the body but that's not what is important in this yoga that's not really important but the mind suddenly starts looking at things in a very different way it's a change which comes and there is what is called as a reversal of consciousness right now we are looking at things from the surface and trying to understand what's going on inside now here it is as if one were inside and starts looking at the surface that's why the mother has used the word that these experiences take place in the fourth dimension and again, not entering into what fourth dimension is. <laughs> it's literally seeing things from inside out. As if the whole bag has been turned uh, from within outward. So all this uh, new knowledge begins to pour as the higher and higher planes open. And uh, there is no end to the discoveries one makes. And then of course, there is the final stage, which is the supramental transformation. Now, uh, this yoga, very interestingly, as of now, doesn't have an end point. Now, many people get very, uh, you know, anxious about it. <laughs> well, if you jump into a river, you know from this bank to that bank you have to reach. Uh, even if you take the other course, you know from Gangotri to Ganga Sagar is, is the journey. But this is ocean. So, why there is no end point? Because once the doors of the finite open to the infinite, there is no end to what can happen. And this is something which actually is not only humbling, it makes us feel like a child, like an eternal youth. Because constantly the divine is revealing himself in new, new ways through the smallest circumstance, situation, uh, and which makes it so wonderful. Now, uh, of course, having said that, there are many end points in the traditional yoga, which in this yoga, we just pass by the way. So one passes by that state of inner peace, that state of what is called as mukti, where one is freed from identification with the limited personality and discovers, uh, you know, there is the annulment of many of these 
the karmic load all this one experiences so when we say there is no end point it doesn't mean that the end points of traditional yoga we do not pass by opening into the cosmic consciousness all this so i am not uh, um, getting into it but the main important thing is that when the psychic being begins to become the leader of the journey instead of the human mind more and more one refers here this is the seat of the soul this is the seat of the divine presence and there is a shift from the mind which is all the time engaged in analyzing trying to understand um, things in its own little way uh, hitting or missing now there is a psychic uh, discernment psychic knowledge psychic love psychic uh, impulsion to act uh, even in the very physical all this begins to happen and this is where we speak of the sunlit path once that happens surrender self giving all this becomes natural as if this is the way to live and there is no other way so this is the broad canvas what about the small little details now this journey so far has been described as something which is inward are there external aids plenty because shobindra and the mother knowing what the way is one of them which should be Uh, included in our everyday routine often people ask what is the daily routine of a sadhak well each one has his own what are the rituals he should be engaged in each one has his own one may or may not as we discussed yesterday um, so there are people who go to the mother's picture and do pranam every day i do it myself i find it wonderful uh, but it's not like uh, if you don't have a picture you cannot be doing the yoga yet their photographs are tremendous help how they are a help the mother herself has said shrivinder said that the mother has put something of herself in these photographs so these photographs are imprints of their living presence something of them is in their photographs so imagine being surrounded by their photographs imagine you know having a photograph by your side so these this external aid very concrete it's not just for memory many people say oh this meant for memory it's not meant for memory it has its own concrete action so apart from their photographs there is of course uh, the mother's music Uh, sunilda's music mother's voice there are plenty of recordings they carry their own vibration they carry their own power and if one has nothing to do uh, one can just listen to them when one comes back to home instead of uh, switching on the television if one can listen to some of these snippets uh, music and flow into it let it enter inside uh, it's so wonderful if one is going in the car one can you know tune into all these things um so there is there are host of uh, different uh, types of music mother's music and sunilda's music uh, with savitri readings in the mother's voice and then there are number of passages read by the mother which are all wonderful so this is another very concrete help uh, one of the most concrete help is uh, i'm talking of concrete in the sense of external is ashram and uh, shobindo spoke i'm not i'm not talking of ashram as an institution organization um, or the human atmosphere all that is a different story uh, but visit to the ashram and shobindo said that uh, it is necessary for many sadhaks to return to this place of central influence so he has used the word this is a place of central influence the mother has herself said that the samadhi is the place where their light their consciousness the supramental light and consciousness is at its intensest so to visit the ashram is to get recharged you have in those words people come here they get recharged and go back 
to wherever they are to continue the practice of yoga so coming to ashram um, as and when possible asap don't wait for somebody to buy the ticket people often say when the mother calls me well what more she will do <laughs> she is not going to send you a um, flight ticket she may do that <laughs> but well we can buy buy a ticket and come so it, it is a concrete help and um, this is the third then there are special days and special occasions now here there is a little bit of uh, tricky things um, nowadays the way these special days are being celebrated um, outside that's not how shobindra and the mother wanted it they wanted it to be a quiet affair uh, these are days when there are special descents one of the gr- best days t- which can give a great help to us in the yoga is our own birthday so the mother speaks about how to observe the birthday because that day our soul can take a leap so normally people have party do the cake cutting at least some people nowadays uh, under the uh, influence of bhartiyata in the right way they don't blow the candles they sort of at least light up the candle but in our own tradition we used to have these prayers and uh, we used to spend those days very very beautifully uh, so that's how it should be spent not part- parting if one is still keen to party one can do it some other day but that day should be spent in quiet receptivity so she has spoken so much about it flowers blessing packets um there are small little things which here they have left for us to really you know their touch physical touch in so many ways because for the body it's a great help to receive the physical touch and of course relic center and centers where one can engage in work relic center where something of their physical presence is there with the relics it's a vast subject but i'm just touching upon the help that they have given to mankind in a very external way and one of the most concrete aids um, of course is their writings so every day um, in our daily routine we should include something of their writings and uh, my favorites are prayers and meditation and savitri especially savitri needs a mention the mother has said that somebody who reads savitri reading alone can take us to the highest uh, transformation without the need of an external guru and she went on to say that savitri is the mantra of transformation so in in every yoga we have a mantra so here there is the whole book is a mantra of transformation shobindo has brought down the vibrations of the highest planes as far as they could be accommodated in a string of words uh, in a poetic form and he has put it there and so reading savitri maybe a passage a page and writing it because when we write it there is an additional circuit formed from the mind to the hands and then reflecting upon it meditating upon it in quietude so savitri and prayers of meditations prayers of meditation are also very practical guide then of course uh, volume 3 4 all the volumes of the mother's writing letters on yoga just this is a very simple way of coming in contact with the mother and shurbindu's consciousness after all what is yoga yoga is union with the divine but it starts with some kind of contact it's like how do we feel happy when we receive a letter so you know from a dear friend so a very dear friend you get a letter nowadays of course message so when you see a message suddenly your heart leaps up because the memory the love all this comes uh, suddenly gets activated so uh, even after one has read and reread there is no end to this i know jugalda who had read shurbindo's works 22 times he could remember left and right and center and uh, during the last two years of his life i told him that 
what are you how are you trying to spend your days now because he voluntarily uh, took leave from uh, he was the registrar of shirobindo international center of education uh, in knowledge which is the highest thing so i asked him ki what what are you planning to do he said no i want to re- read shirobindo for the next 2 years so i asked him that you, you have read and you have understood everything he said no no i want to read again just just for the joy of it so the next 2 years literally 2 years and after that one day he with letters on yoga open before him his head was on the book and he had left the body so you know just for the joy of it i know people who, who left their body with uh, mother's prayers and meditation on their heart not that they uh, knew they are going to leave and picked up the book but they were reading and they left it so there are so many uh, beautiful things in this journey which one discovers uh as one goes by and by so every little thing which makes us connect with the mother and that's what i suppose the purpose of these uh, talks webinars are i take them not as webinars or talks but as yagya so if something can help us to connect with the mother it's wonderful and if it cannot however small it may be that's how one has to look upon it and if something does not help us to connect with the mother rather comes as a veil one should be equally careful for instance one may come to the ashram and meet people so there are all kinds of people because mother has called all samples and specimen here and you may meet somebody who may say you know i have gone beyond shurabindo <laughs> so <laughs> or who may throw all kinds of things so there is no need to one should avoid it's very important because human contact can bring in lot of beautiful things but rather few beautiful things and a lot of filth so uh, often there is you know the it comes mixed so one should be careful so these are the basically uh, small little things which tie up the ends of the yoga until whole life becomes a yoga one wakes up in the morning expresses a prayer of gratitude all these are there in mother's works i am just uh, tying the knots in different places she says when you wake up in the morning express a prayer of gratitude of course gratitude like love it's not something mechanically that i have to do it my way is i let the spontaneous prayer emerge from the heart there is no standard prayer and then i would write maybe a line the line could be mother i love you thank you ma for loving <laughs> thank you ma for waking me up for this day or some other experience or something is tormenting us something is troubling us right this makes a contact it doesn't matter whether the prayer is granted or not it's really not important prayer is a means of bringing our human consciousness into contact with the divine whether it should be granted or not will depend on the omniscient wisdom there are things which may believe that i must get but divine knows better so that's where trust and surrender comes in so prayer in the morning then one offers the day as one goes to the washroom as much as possible maybe one can put some nice mother's music around and try to remember i'm not saying that it'll be ideal this way but i'm just saying that this would be a beautiful thing before we go out just a few minutes here we have the uh, uh, great fortune of going to the samadhi and meditating before we begin the work uh, before we go to the departments earlier we used to have balcony darshan here so what was the idea centering the life around the mother so in our own little places we can just uh, pray to the mother sit quietly offer the whole day all the activities let her know our appointments before somebody else and then go to the then in the office also it can be done like that like as doctors you have an appointment diary 
so i used to keep for a long time uh, a diary where i would it's not the appointment diary but diary for the mother to know with mother's picture and these other people who are going to come when there was a nut case uh, i mean a difficult case i would write mother this is the difficulty now of course it's got in built into the system but it's something very helpful mother those who are doing business this this profit loss everything nothing to be hidden human relationship uh, mother i think i have uh, i have uh, you know got attracted towards someone and uh, it's distracting me uh, tell her don't uh, i mean she never judges she never condemns she will help us to come out of things but we should be sincere and honest that's what she says don't try to give a nice cover so be sincere and honest she will help us because human life is full of many things and each of these is can become a means of yoga if we take it in the uh, right way then of course during the work there will be many many moments uh, when there will be nothing sometimes there is lot of rain patients may be less or people at a shop may be less or we are given work in the workplace there may be less so she has even said that during those moments instead of just wasting our time in calling all kinds of things people or whiling it away just sit quietly for few moments contemplate the purpose of life just contemplate her presence maybe keep a photograph on the table it's a great help because it 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 creates an atmosphere so during those moments fill the moments with glimpses of the mother uh, i used to keep uh, the life divine and savitri on my table and of course a picture and uh, her music and i had surrounded with some nice little quotations <laughs> many of the patients said sir after reading these quotations we feel so much better i said so much less work for me <laughs> mother is doing that work so i am saying this is just uh, there are so many ways of doing it given the situation and circumstances just keeping sometimes should be those books they give a light, lot of nourishment so surround ourselves with the mother so this brings us into contact then when people you will be receive from the world uh, somebody writes that you know so and so i have done um, i i only had love in my heart but so and so has criticized me so much <laughs> so i tell him you are in good company of uh, rama and krishna and shurabinda and the mother in the sense that in this world nobody is there whom everybody will love or everybody will hate there will always be some people who will love some people who will hate take all this and offer it phool or kaante flowers and the brick bats offer it at her feet and we need to understand that if somebody is criticizing me is there something which is true i need to learn maybe sometime i there may be blind spots all of us with blind spots so is there something which i need to learn i have seen sometimes children say something and it suddenly flashes across you yeah yeah perhaps this is something which i had missed noticing about myself and you know one improves it so one is happy each time one discovers something which is like a dark spot uh, and uh, on the other hand if there is no merit in all that just offer it to her how does it matter only the opinion of the divine matters and fortunately he has <laughs> no opinions <laughs> he knows us he doesn't have opinions oh he did this act he's a i made a mistake of drawing him to the path look here what he has turned out to be nothing like that she has drawn us she knows everything about us much more than we know and therefore she will handle it but we have to allow her to handle it we have to open that part so it's one thing that people say oh mother knows everything no 
Yes, she knows everything. But when we say from our side, we open that part to the mother and allow her light to act directly. Otherwise, if, if we take this attitude, mother knows everything, then also she will act. But now she will bring out that part which we were hiding under very nice, neat covers. Mother, I have no attachment. She, oh, is it so? Okay, fine. <laughs> so, so rather than that. It's much better to say to her all that we have, all that we are inside. So that's how the mother says very beautifully, offer all you have, that is the beginning. What is meant by all I have? Should I just give away all my money and get uh, become an ascetic, leave my house? No, it means from today. This house that I live in, this room where I dwell, this little corner in my house, this little bed and table and chair, maybe that is the mother's. It's no more mine. This money that I have is no more mine. So I must use it in a way that would be befitting a mother's child. I should not be just throwing it away on all kinds of things. So that is how those who have walked ahead have shown us the path. When I cook in the kitchen, it should be like I am preparing a prashad for mother and Shurabindo. Many of these things were there inbuilt within the Indian thought like in Sanatana Dharma, which we have lost. Uh, but here we are enlarging its scope. Cooking, especially. It is mother who is... Imagine, every day will be prashad. How beautiful it will be. Now again, people may like it, not like it. It's their problem. It's not our problem. So, every little thing, sweet little thing becomes a means of coming in touch and contact with the Divine Mother. Then again, when we come back, uh, spend a few moments just to cleanse oneself inwardly and outwardly. So that uh, the all that we have brought truckloads of all kinds of things, formations, um, uh, as I said, all kinds of energies, just stretch out and give it to her and call her light to cleanse it. She will do it. She is a mother, mother to her wants, a friend in her difficulties, a tranquil counsellor and mentor chasing away with her smile the clouds of gloom that assail the seeker. So once we have give all you have, next is give all you do. And that includes everything. Sleep, waking, dream, walking, talking, listening, eating, drinking, everything. I don't know, host of other activities. Going to the market, shopping, more and more to become aware of this, driving. So all the time, dressing up, so everything, give all you do. And then, most important, surrender. Give all you are. So give all you have. That is the beginning. Give all you do. That is the progress on the path. Give all you are is the culmination of surrender. So what is meant by giving all we are? Now here comes the issue. We all have a certain kind of what, what is loosely called as character. Which is formed by forces of heredity, environment, our own past, many things. And we hold on to it. No, this is my way. I am going to do this way only. Others have to adjust to my way. But here, we don't know whatever movements we have. They may be good, bad, without judgment. If we judge, we will never be able to offer it. But without judging it, of course, each one will have his own way of navigating through life. But keep giving it to mother so that she can change it. Not hold on to those habits of being, of character, of, uh, you know, ways of understanding, ways of dealing with life, that, well, this is what I am and I just can't be otherwise. 
Rather, we should say, this is what I am, a bundle of mixed bag. I don't even know whether they are good or bad. In fact, there are many things which, which are good in a context and very bad in another. So, obstinacy can be very good if one turns to the divine and obstinately follows the path. Obstinacy can be very um, problematic if one is obstinately holding on to a wrong movement. So, many of the things within us, many of them have a possibility of change. So, when we keep offering without trying to uh, cover up, justify, one of the problems that we all have is constant self-justification is inbuilt in the fabric of humanity. And all the time, it is so instinctive that every act we must justify. Now, I am not saying we should uh, condemn ourselves. No, we should be non-judgmental about ourselves. But at the same time, we should know that this is a movement of nature within me. And it may be a hindrance on the path. And therefore, I will offer it because it, it tends to come. For instance, I may have ambition. I must be honest to recognize it. And then I need to offer it, mother. I have a lot of ambition. Mother, I have greed for money. I have greed for food. And pray for the change. Now, some things will change early. Some things will take long. But the journey itself becomes fascinating. Why it becomes fascinating? Because we are calling the mother uh, all the time. And when we are in difficulties and distress, instantly we should call the mother. When we are ill, call the mother. Call her to heal. Some people start thinking, oh, it is my karma, I did something wrong. Whatever it be, she is there to help us. It's a bond we have to form with her. Not a bond of fear. Fear and favor. That's old world dealing with the divine. But a bond of living love. How do we deal with a mother, own physical mother? This is something much more. Because here is a mother whose love is endless, unconditional. Even human mothers expect something. Here is a mother who expects nothing. That's how she has said when she was asked that, uh, what do you expect from, mother, what can we expect from you? She said everything. There are instances where mother has actually helped in people's marriage. Even sent one of her saris very humanly, human touch. She is at once human and divine. So in everything one can expect. Mother, what do you expect from us? She says nothing. Then the third question was, Mother, do you think humanity is fulfilling your expectations? She said, since I expect nothing, I cannot answer this question. But it is important to form a loving and living relation. That's what is important. Not just a photo frame where we put the agarbatti and mala. We can do that, of course, if we wish to. But more importantly, that we are walking with her. We are, she is walking with us uh, wherever we are going. And in times of distress, one should learn to call immediately. It should become inbuilt within our system. Ma, ma, ma. How to call her? Doesn't matter. I have had a very interesting uh, in in. Uh, a school in Odisha in Dali Joda. So they were, they were children, I think 7th or 8th standard. One of them asked me, what language does the mother know? So <laughs> I said, you, you people should answer. So one of them said, I think she knows Odia. <laughs> Odia. I said, oh, wow, why do you say so? She said, every time I pray to her, I know only Odia. So every time I pray to her in Odia, she responds. I said, yes. I said, but do you think she will not uh, listen if I am a Gujarati or Bengali or uh, Hindi or English or French? She said, no, no, no. Instantly she understood. Because she knows our heart. 
And there are so many instances I could go on for hours talking of that wonderful relation. Whatever way, mother, 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 ma, 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 amma. I know if you know sometimes there is a nice bhajan, Tamil they call mamma, amma. It's so beautiful, doesn't matter. Mira, ma, mira, sharnam, rama. Om, mother, sharvindis, my He knows it's not, uh, yoga is not a mechanical routine ritual. The divine doesn't care about it. But a living walk through real time. So nobody can predict. That's why mother uses the word, it's an adventure. Because nobody can predict all the things that will happen. No book can tell us. But if we have picked up just this one thing, calling the mother, we are through. So I started with this that, you know, initiation is recognition of the mother. And the path is offering to the mother and calling the mother. And there is beautiful Shobindo's letter. The mother is the path and the mother is the goal. And there is very beautiful uh, conversation. It's towards the end and means uh, I am talking of late 60s I think. Uh, the disciple asked the mother, Mother, it's a very vast yoga. All this aspiration, rejection, surrender, ascent of consciousness, descent also takes place. These uh, which can be experienced, um, um, you know, as a first as a living thrill passing through the body, and then of course the centers open. So, mother, it's such a vast yoga. Uh, tell us at least one method. She says, Shobindo has told you, open to me. I'll do this yoga for you. So, my body has been given for this purpose. No, no, mother. Still, we want to do something. You tell us at least one method. After little bit of coaxing her, she says, okay, one method when the disciple says, she says, the mantra, Japa, call my name. This is the one mantra. When Sri writes in a letter, there is no method in this yoga except to take the mother's name and mine. Another place he says, that all can be done by the divine, the ways removed, the nature purified, transformed, everything. And it does happen that way, if the disciple can open himself and surrender. So basically, the mother's name is the ship on which we go <laughs> towards the <laughs> supramental state. Of course, when we do our own little effort, it means we are have showing an addition to the divine. And it will hasten the process, make it a little more smoother, make it a lot more easier because it becomes a conscious yoga. But even if we do not do and we just call the mother's name, I can only share one of, long back, one of the, when, when I had come and I used to ask people and they would say often, uh, I had read all much of it and I still wanted to. So everybody would say, take the mother's name. So, I remember once uh, Chote Narayanji was telling me Of course we know He, uh, he must be in his 80s uh, He said uh, He was narrating an experience Where a person was having A lot of difficulties This, that, hundred things And he told him that Mataji ka naam Call the mother's name Take the mother's name And I have read his uh, account That in six months Everything was fine So I uh, I mean I asked him Chote Narayanji Is it that simple? He said, Are Yes, it is that simple. Now he had decades of experience behind him. Today I can say it that yes, it is that simple. That time it sounded strange. Still people ask me. 
Alokta is it right? Really that simple. So at one level, if you look at the goal of the yoga, it's Mother and Shubhendu wanted to make it as easy as possible. Basically, this is not to say that we should. Oh, okay, fine. I'll do anything and everything. Try doing it. You'll forget the mother's name. <laughs> so even to remember her requires a certain kind of inner poise. It's not easy to remember the divine. So just calling her name, ma, 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 going through life, and she'll take us. She wants it that way. She, she says, "I am not here as a guru." When people told her, "You are supposed to say this and uh, uh, guide this and uh, make this action," she said, "Oh, uh, you are the guru." See, he said, "Thank you for showing my place and bringing me down a few steps below." I never took myself as a guru, but as the universal mother. So she is here as mother. relate with the mother connect with the mother love the mother and i would say or before i say what i am going to say just one experience of nalnita uh, we know one of those sadhak som shirbindo has said that uh, if he is he is like the manas putra of shirbindo and if he doesn't know uh, the path who else knows and that kind of understanding he was with shirbindo like arjun right from revolutionary days and uh, once uh, it, i think it is before few years before he passed uh, physically and his realizations i'm, I'm i mean what can one speak about it uh, so he was asked in the ashram theater after some uh, some program nalita why don't we close it with you say something so nalita went uh, took the mic paused for a few moments and said love the mother and came back love the mother Baba Ji Maharaj, who had all the experiences of all the deities of the avatars in Shirobindo and the mother, who was a Siddha Yogi in his own right before turning to Shirobindo, he was a guru, and yet he said, "I am still feeling something is incomplete." He wanted the guru of gurus, and then of course he, mother and Shirobindo discovered him and came, and uh, of course again another um, stalwart, and people would ask him. He used to advise only two things. For the individual, nam jap, and in Odisha you will see a lot of people doing nam jap, and for the collectivity, pati chakra, study circle. You don't have to start centers and big things; just a group of people who study and try to put into practice. As simple as that, and um, all those who have gone before, Champaklalji and everybody. So. Uh, to close this before we have questions uh, i said that you know there is something which shurbindo wrote which is nalida said love the mother a love the mother is also not easy <laughs> we don't even know human love <laughs> we love with all kinds of expectation things which is okay that's how our ignorant love is but love the mother is a tall order perhaps one of the tallest order so shurbindo makes it simple he says no that the mother loves you and you belong to her base your life on this one single truth and all will be fine so this we can take as the ultimate mantra no that the mother loves you <laughs> we cannot love you but she loves us that's why she has called us that's why she wants us to be risen to a greater life what else is it but love know that the mother loves you and you belong to her 
Base your life on this one single truth and all will be well. So with this, with the mother in her heart, the doors open one after another. When, how? We are not here to monitor or discuss about that. For each one it will be a different journey because the journey is taking place in real time. Each of us has our past, each of us has our own unique future. We should never try to imitate somebody else in yoga, in sadhana. But the core point, the fundamental thing is mother. This yoga begins with mother. As long as one is not yet open to the mother, show me those letters, where it says, uh, if you open to me, you will receive a little. But if you open to the mother, then you will receive 100%. Then he goes on to say, if somebody is open to me and not to the mother, it means he is not really open to me. Such is the identity of consciousness. But one can be open to the mother and one doesn't need to open separately to Shobindu. These are Shobindu's letters where he says the mother proposition is true. But if somebody opens to me and doesn't open to mother, has resistances. This is important because in the ashram context, there were people like that who, who, who went away, left. And uh, the whole yoga went down. So to open to the mother, to love her, and if we cannot even at least to know that the mother loves us. Above all, it's her journey in us, in each one of us. And to hand over ourselves the responsibility of our lives. And do a little bit of our own self-enabling sadhana, as Shubhinda says, is the key to the yoga. So, today is the last day, so I will stop here. And if there are questions, we have 10 minutes, I would like to take them. Of course, the WhatsApp group, uh, please feel free to put any question. Namaste, Namaste. Sir, there are two, two things which come to my mind. Yes, please. One is uh, how to, I've written it, how to perceive or rather know or be aware of that the mind is not the final judge. And, and how to gauge that the consciousness behind the mind as, as it is very supple and open to receive the promptings. How to do this? So the first is a very easy one. I mean, very frankly, uh, when I had entered medical school at 16, 17, I had understood mind doesn't know. So anything in life, see, what does mind know? It knows it through sensory input. And uh, if we just take pure physics, we know, you know, it's all appearances. So it's all a science of appearance. And when it comes to knowing the subjective domain of people, how dangerous it becomes. Every husband claims he knows his wife's mind and falls flat. Every wife believes that she knows her husband. After many years of living together, you may know, but that's because of identity of consciousness. Otherwise, there is no way. We don't know actually. Very frankly, we can't. The ultimate acme of the mind's ignorance is, I don't know what's going to happen the next moment. Of course, we live with trust. Tomorrow, I have an appointment. So, <laughs> we live with trust. But if you ask me, what is the certainty? Is there 100% certainty? I'll say no, there is no, no way that the mind can know. So this first part is very easy. So once we are convinced that the mind cannot know and let alone judge spiritual things, then the next step starts. And then the mind goes into seeking for a greater knowledge. Now the mind should have this aspiration. 
the aspiration may start as i said in the heart but in the mind itself that once one admits there is a humility which comes and one seeks to know and then as a result of that a time comes the vedas speaks of um, rubbing the two woods one lower and one higher uh, one of the ways is one starts by reading as i said here is the mind um, limited finite mind in uh, you know uh, in contact with the infinite mind uh, through the medium of finite words so it become one of the easiest way for me it worked like that so for me it was like i must read everything on mother and shirobindo it was like a fire so i kept reading kept reading that time it was like you know i want to know more i want to know more i didn't know how to know more but the books were there so even on the washroom i used to sit and read mother and shirobindo <laughs> so <laughs> standing in the queue i would read mother and shirobindo so this is how it and a time come because the mind is coming in contact it a door will one day open then yes the pourings will start how to know that they are inspiration revelation they carry a certain quality not only are they spontaneous they bring in the joy because it's it's any creativity brings a state of joy the moment there is joy the moment there is a settled peace the moment there is a certitude and yet one should not be just you know there should be always uh, a consciousness which watches because many times these inspirations do get mixed intuitions can get mixed so as one develops more and more one begins to see that well they were mixed and consciousness as it grows more and more clear by coming in contact with the mother as the obscurity gets more and more removed one begins to see more and more clearly it's like a baby which comes out of the womb begins to see things but it cannot see for long so it closes the eyes and it keeps turning to the mother some children you must have seen as they grow up they still turn to their mothers as if for approval <laughs> so we can turn to the mother for approval in the sense that we can refer it to her that this what is uh, coming to me as a deep inspiration i don't know one should never have that thinky i know it all so yes with that humility that i really don't know but this coming to me as an inspiration i am offering to you this is arising within me as if it is your will so one can start with that and then offer and move ahead and then slowly if one takes the journey it becomes more and more clear clarity grows the sight begins to grow the obscurities are removed and then one sees better and better and uh, there is no limit to this better so that is the path the more quiet we become the more we will receive these inspirations the more troubled and restless we are so always one thing which should be a kind of benchmark if i am very agitated in the mind just first thing is to quiet in the mind whatever means one should not act uh, under even if it there is a genuine inspiration it will get so badly mixed up in an agitated mind so i follow this practice that sometimes even when the mind is quiet the thought comes and it i know it is agitating my mind i want to express it and it looks like a very smooth flow of thought could write an article on it <laughs> but i wait i wait for the quietude to settle again and then see if i still have the urge to write in a state of peace if so yes right uh, same with the uh, action if there is restlessness agitation whatever good words we may say it is desire <laughs> so <laughs> we may use the word oh my soulmate has come oh this is the job i must take i am not saying it's right or wrong but restlessness in the vital is a sign that there is desire which is super active so we should wait for the vital to become quiet keep praying for quietude when the vital is quiet maybe one will do the same thing but the mixture of desire has been removed i think that i mentioned that on the whatsapp also so always establish peace and quietude 
and in that peace and quietude in a state of growing equanimity the true inspiration and intimations will begin to come that is the secret sir savitri bhai understood is uh, is aiming that it refers what i understand is uh, the problem of conquest of death what about that <laughs> that's a huge uh, subject i have i think uh, i can refer to all the talks on aroma uh, related to it but very broadly uh, the problem of death uh, and the conquest of death is in three steps first is to discover the immortal uh, soul within us the moment we discover we are freed from all fear of death we know that we don't die we can even become aware of a past um glimpses fragment they come only when the psychic being has been discovered and we begin to become aware of the future as it is shaping so discovery of the psychic being is first conquest over death because i know that whether the body breaks or not i continue the second is opening the doors to infinity that's another way this how the vedic rishis went they were in quest of immortality the last is the molding of the mental substance the vital substance and finally the body shobindo spoke of 3000 years for it to happen so uh, mother has reduced the time maybe 1000 years so um, physical conquest of physical death is a program which is it is going on and i can i have probably given a talk also or or something written that there are many hints uh, and actual evidences that it is happening in that direction but uh, for the moment we can say it is a program of the future towards which we are moving but this conquest will only come as a result of vital and men- mental and vital transformation imagine that body is immortal but the vital is untransformed <laughs> this is what the asuras tried hiranyakashipu and ravan tried that that's not granted because then it will be dangerous so as a result of progressive transformation from above downwards ultimately the body will be transformed it's inevitable in the very logic of things even common sense would tell us that but that's a different vast subject and savitri is uh, about yes uh, conquest of death but what is more important is by the power of love not in love conjugal love conjugal love means human love in all its shades only conjugal love is human love in all its shades so this conjugal love has to transform that means human love with all its aspects has to be transformed into divine love once that is upgraded transformed then the rest is and of course we have the divine mother who is going to do it for us yeah yes please yes please yeah uh what is Shri Aurobindo and mother's view on having a living guru in integral yoga yes so uh, namaste thank you for that question i think in the very first day i mentioned that that in the integral yoga i'm talking of integral yoga but let me touch a little more background about it even in traditional vedantic yoga there is no need of a living guru and shobindo speaks about it i know nowadays there are all kinds of things <laughs> about gurus but uh, the in in vedantic yogas one picks up a book say the upanishad isha upanishad the gita meditates upon these verses and has faith in wherever they have come from and the doors open and even when he talks about the guru uh, external guru shubindu says one can draw inspiration from a master of the past shubindu himself found shri krishna guiding his own yoga so if you really look at it shri krishna is 
4,500 years back and many people have been guided by Shri Krishna. Uh, well, having said that, in Tantra there is a need of a living guru which has been now and that too in certain forms of Tantra because of the dangers. And the dangers arise because say in Kundalini Yoga, the lower chakras may get, I mean, if we should understand it logically, the lower chakras may get activated etc. and there can be a problem. So living guru is required. Um, uh, normally such people go to the mat and they practice because there, there are certain dangers. But in Shurabindu's Yoga, there is the Tantra element but the chakras open from above downwards. So it's a safe process. The third aspect about a living guru is that human beings need still someone to whom they can write, although everything Mother and Shirobindu have written. So, Shirobindu says, and uh, I would say that those who need in this yoga, not a living guru in that sense, but yes, one may use that word, somebody, some human beings through whom they can connect better to the mother, it is uh, permissible in this yoga and uh, it comes. So, Shirobindu, the mother can come in the form of a human being who is on the path and uh, uh, who can sort of be like a mediating instrument but uh, while it is okay for the seeker uh, it is dangerous if if the person abrogates to himself guruhood that Shubhinder has again said so one will find there are um, always there have been uh, human magnets human beings who have been uh, um, you know given this one of the tasks given by the divine and they do it like a trust uh, in all humility that this is one of the works they have been given, uh, not as guide of integral yoga, but as a brother, maybe who has traveled four steps ahead, who is carrying everybody together like that. So, to that extent, yes, if there is a need, it will happen. But uh, many don't need it and it's perfectly fine. So, one doesn't need a living guru, but if the need be there, yes, there are people on the path, but they, there is no guru as such in integral yoga. So one is, it's a very thin line. There are people who may be of help on the path and one can connect with them that, okay, it is through them we are connecting to the mother and Shurabindo. But one should always open to the mother and Shurabindo and know that their purpose is only to help us bring in contact with mother and Shurabindo. They should, uh, it's like uh, they should move aside uh, as... Uh, um, as early and as far as possible. But if they start uh, into Gurudam and you know um, all the paraphernalia that is associated with it, that is dangerous. That is dangerous for both. So in that sense, yes. I have another question. Yes, please. Now, when Sri Aurobindo talks of supramental manifestation, does mm. it mean that it's going to happen in the future or can we say some... Yogi like Mahavatar Babaji is already supramental and will go to the entire race. No, this, yeah, this was asked to Sri about uh, some of the, uh, like, uh, of course, uh, Mahavatar Babaji, they didn't take by name, but Paramans Yoganandji, who is, you know, followed that line uh, about uh, Kriya Yoga and other yogas. And Sri made it very clear that, uh, no, Chinmay Deh or uh, living, dwelling in the subtle worlds for uh, very long, like, you know, the Gyan Ganj and Shangri-La and all those things. That is not what he means by supramentalization. And supramentalization is a change of the law of earth nature. It's not about few people who are risen to a great height. But this very physical body, it's something like, let's say, 
uh, one keeps uh, a dog at in in the home and the dog through contact with the human being he develops certain uh, ways of understanding what human beings are how they think and feel and of course they can manipulate it also but uh, still the dog as a species remains a dog it remains a canine it it is not transmuted into a human being Uh, so similarly this is a transmutation of the very human species so of course this is the uh, i am not commenting on a particular specific uh, what's happening in their um, consciousness uh, surely i am uh, i i hope and i i believe that they must be receiving but um, uh, some of the yogis whom who were asked about supramental they didn't quite understand what should be speaking of and um, Uh, even someone says where is where is the divine got to descend uh, he is everywhere and shubindu had all these experiences in his kitty bag <laughs> so he is this question was asked to shubindu and he explained it it is true that the divine is everywhere but in each plane he manifests himself differently and what really is the supermind supermind is creator completely unveiled not seen through any veil and it's difficult to come in contact with that and physically we cannot imagine you know that sun coming in contact so he was also asked about the vaishnava traditions where there is a talk about chinmay day and the body of light the closest that somebody has come to that is uh, tailanga swami of uh, swami ramalingam i think uh, swami ramalingam not tailanga swami i'm sorry uh, he lived uh, somewhere nearby in tamil nadu who spoke about yeah who spoke about the uh, body he was experiencing certain changes in the body and he used to say it's because of the grace light and this was reported to the mother and she said oh this is very interesting and then he see the mother spoke about certain difficulties about uh, bones etc she remained quiet about it and he is quite recent but then he disappeared his whole body disappeared i mean he did yeah. like Yes, so meaning thereby that ultimately that uh, super mind or that grace light, ultimately the body couldn't take it and it just vanished, uh, which is uh, of course a feat known to yogis, but in a different way through nirvikalp samadhi, the body gets uh, ultimately gets dissolved, like the body of Saint Kabir and you know others. Uh, there are also instances of body remaining for long by the superimposition of the vital plane. So all that is a vast subject. but basically shubindu knew all this not just uh, mentally intellectually having read all this but had the experience of all this and that's why he said that the reason why he is striving for the supermind is because it is not something that has been achieved people asked him about the past yogis and their effort yogis in the himalayas helping him all these questions were put to him he said if it was there i would not spend so much of time energy tapasya when already the path is there i would take on from there and finish it so it is something very new yes awesome. thank you thank you yesterday you mentioned about rejection of falsehood um, and hypocrisy from within yes uh, so that is something which you do from within but when you see it in the environment and it kind of triggers you yes so that two sides of the question hypocrisy the mother said the first thing that supermind will throw out of this earth in fact the only thing she said <laughs> she was asked what will it throw away from the earth the mother said that why should it throw anything it will put everything in its place then she became silent for a while then she said okay one thing that will throw away is hypocrisy so hypocrisy are the codes of falsehood show sham that we 
um, uh, you know, try to project and plenty of ways it can, you know, all kinds of falsehood. So, it will throw it away. So, this is what we see happening. The inner uh, truth is coming out. And that's why he said we are living in an age when don't do anything which you have to hide from the mother. Because uh, it cannot remain hidden. That's the age. Now, when people are doing well, people do all kinds of things. I suppose we should uh, either stay indifferent. Sometimes it can. I agree if it's a very close contact. Uh, sometimes uh, when suddenly you see it, it may, it may be irritating. Offer them to her and know that divine dwells even in them. It's a practice that one should engage in. Every contrary is an aspect of God's face and each one is having their own difficulties, going through their own phases. That's how one has to look at it, with a benevolent smile. That's ultimately. Even if an initial reaction comes, uh, offer it and try to bring peace and say that's how this world is uh, and uh, see all things with a benevolent smile. The more one works on oneself, this automatically develops because one realizes it's not easy to change human nature. So it's okay. People are what they are, world is what it is. But we have been shown a light, a way, a path. Let's move on that sunlit path towards the future. Okay, so any other questions, please feel free to put on the WhatsApp. There is no issue at all. Yeah. Thank you. Any questions come to you? Please post them on, on, on the WhatsApp group and I'm sure they'll be answered. So thank you very much, Dr. Locke. It's a very insightful and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Really, well, it's, yeah, that's expressed how grateful we are. So uh, thank you everyone for participating. Yes. Thanks to everyone. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Until the next time. Thank you.